tell you, Pastor. I'm old school. Amen. So greetings to the pastor. <laughs> to all the saints that are here. I just like to say that I love you all and I pray that this will be a blessing to you all. Because as we've been studying to do this, it began with me. It's for all of us. Not just you all, but it starts with me. Amen. And as I was studying this, I was like, Lord, what are we going to do? I don't know how you all talk to the Lord and God, but I talk to God and she God just like he's right there because he is. And I was like, well, God, what is we going to do? God was saying, like, well, first things first. We need to realize that the times are serious, and as such, people need encouragement. But even in that, people need to realize that times are real. So with all of that said, my topic tonight is just this. Afraid? What you scared of? What you scared of? The times that we're living in, just everyday occurrences, can cause concern and anxiety. But we know that when we belong to God, we're not to feel be afraid of anything. We're to work on building the kingdom of God and the people of the kingdom. We are asked to reach back and pull forward those that are weak and need help. Those that need to be helped and those that need to realize that they don't have to worry. They don't have to be afraid because God is there. Those that need to see the light of God. Those that need to experience his light. Those that need to know the truth. Those that need to find the Savior. Those that need a hope. Those that want to see how we can smile when everyone else may be frowning. Those that need to know why we can smile when everyone else may be crying. Those that need to know why we're rejoicing when everyone else may have a hung down head. Those that need the word of God. We need to talk and we need to study and be able to show everyone why we can be an approved workman of God. Why we cannot be ashamed of the word of God and what's going on and what's happening around us. Amen. Because people don't understand why it is that when you tell them, you don't have to worry, you don't have to be afraid. People don't get it. They don't understand when you tell them, I've got the love of God in my heart. It's like, the love of God, what is that going to do for you? It's going to take care of everything. Amen. It's going to move everything out of your way. Mm -hmm. It's going to get you to the point of being reassured that you don't have to worry about what's going to happen because no matter what happens, God's got you. Amen. No matter whether you go to the right or to the left, God's got you. Amen. You've got to stay right on point, right on focus. You've got to realize that I've got blinders on. I'm present toward the mark for the prize of the high calling. Everybody's running, but everybody's not going to get my prize. I'm going to get my prize. Amen. You right. can't take my prize. That's I'm right. getting my prize. Amen. Even if I come in last in my race, I'm getting my prize. Hallelujah. Because I'm running. I'm pressing, and I'm moving, I'm believing, Hallelujah. I'm confessing. Amen. Amen. Nothing's going to change me. Nothing's going to make me ashamed because I know what the word of God says. We've got to be able to answer every man, every woman, every boy, every girl. Why we believe what we believe. And if we can't do that, we're in trouble. That's right, we can't act like those that are here. We've got to realize that even though we're in this world, we're not of it. Amen. We have got to realize that we've got to get rid of what's holding us down and holding us back. 
We've got to cast aside all the stuff that doesn't mean anything. Amen. We can't let the things that are in this world grab a hold of us and hold us so tight that we can't shake it off. You know how sometimes you're small and you get up hurt or you're playing the game somewhere you get knocked down or somebody push you the wrong way to tell you, shake it off. That's what God is saying to us about the cares of this world. Shake it off. Help us. Just shake it off. That's what it's going to take for you to move forward in God and to realize that God is on your side. Shake it off. Amen. We've got to realize that we've been called to a higher purpose. We have sure promises that are just that, sure, and they are promises. We've got to realize that we've got to be first sure ourselves. We've got to walk by faith and not by sight. Even when you see the enemy coming, you've got to realize that he may be coming, but even though he's coming doesn't mean that he's going to take what belongs to you. Because you can't let him. You've got to push him aside. You've got to make him realize, devil, the blood prevails. The power of God prevails in my life. And no matter what you try to do or what you try to make me believe I'm defeated in, I realize that you're a liar. The truth ain't in you. I believe the word of God and what it says. God has given us weapons to use in this fight. Oh, that's right. We're in a fight. And for those that don't know whether you fight or not, you're in it. Amen. If you've been born again, you're in it. Amen. That's right. The fight is on. From the very first moment that you accept Christ, the fight is on. And whether you want to fight or not, you've got to fight. We're all in a fight. And if you didn't know, guess what? That's one reason why you're getting beat, because you don't know you're in it. <laughs> That's why they're getting beat, Phil. Don't know they're in it. That's right. And if you ain't willing to fight, you're already beat. If you don't know you're in a fight, you ain't worth, you ain't trying to fight, you're already beat. But guess what? You may be able to beat it, but somebody will know you've been with me. I bet you that. If I have to pull on every tooth in my head trying to bite your arm off, you're going to know you've been there. <laughs> and that's a fact. See, that's one thing that's wrong. You don't know how to fight. And without the word of God, you won't be able to. You've got to quote the scripture. You've got to mutter over the scripture. You've got to get it in your mind. You've got to get it in your heart. Yes. You've got to read it every single day. You've got to get to the point that it's an automatic reflex. When something happens, the word of God pops up in your heart. It pops up in your mind. It pops out of your mouth. When something happens, you don't let a curse word come to mind. You let the word of God come to mind. Help us. Amen. 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 <laughs> Type it is right. That's right. When something happens, you don't holler out. You have hope. Thank you, Jesus. I didn't do it worse than what it was. <laughs> Amen. When that car comes in your lane and you get missed, you've got to say, thank you, Jesus, I didn't hit him and he didn't hit me. Amen. 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 Yes. Good. See, these are the type of things that as warriors, we've got to realize, these are the type of things that build up the kingdom. The kingdom of God that is within us. Amen. And once we get ourselves strengthened, we can help somebody else. Amen. Amen. But if you ain't fighting for yourself and fighting for your life, you can't help anybody else. Amen. How are you going to help somebody else if you can't fight yourself? Amen. You've got to realize God has given us weapons. He's given us weapons to fight with. Satan or the devil is not but one, Satan is one individual demon. He has other demons, but he can't fight everybody at the same time. Yeah. So therefore, you've got to realize, you know, he'll fight you a little bit, send a demon here, and then he's got to move on. 
So when he comes to you, you've got to be prepared to knock that devil out. You've got to be prepared to fight him with everything you got. We've got weapons that we can use. Yes, we've got weapons. If you're scared to fight him, you already be. You can't walk in fear and faith. You've got to have one or the other. We have so many weapons that have been given to us by God. We've got to use them all at one time or another. We've got prayer. We've got praise. We've got worship. We've got fasting. And we've even got rest. Yes, just resting in God and trusting Him. Help us. I'm here to discuss just a few points in the Word. Okay, let's start with some of the things that many may affect everyone. Let's look at Psalms 56. I know y'all thought I would ever get to the Word, but I'm going to talk or so. Y'all just have to carry with it, okay? Psalms 56, verses 3 through 4. And just so y'all know, I got a new Bible too, okay? Uh-huh. So that might take a few minutes to get to it, but I promise you, we'll get there. Amen. 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 Psalms 56, verses 3 and 4. God is just Amen. so good. He is just so good. Amen. Y'all ready? Amen. What time I am afraid, I will trust in thee. Amen. In God, I will praise his word. Amen. In God, I have put my trust. I will not fear what flesh can do unto me. Amen. So you ain't got to worry about man. Man is just like you are. He can't do no more to you than God allows. But if you've got on your whole armor, he can't do that. Mm. We've got to realize that the things that happen to us, sometimes God's allowed. Sometimes we get our own self in trouble by not reading, by not resting, by not trusting God. Amen? Amen. Let's look at uh, the 11th verse. In God I have put my trust. I will not be afraid what man can do unto me. When you ain't afraid of what man can do to you, sometimes he just get discouraged and go home. Amen. He just said, well, ain't no need me bothering her because she's not even bothered by what I'm doing. <laughs> he just realized, it ain't no need that you trying to worry me because I see it's not paying off. I see my efforts are all in vain. Mm-hmm. You know how you try to bother somebody and it just ain't working? Or you arguing with somebody and they not arguing back, you just like, I might as well just go somewhere and lay down. Because this energy that I'm using to do that, I can be doing something else. If a person said, I'm going back, what you going for? It's all in vain. Wasted energy. Wasted effort. They said, I'm going back, what you going for? Just like you can't argue by yourself. A person can't argue by themselves. So somebody's coming with an argument, if you don't argue back, what are they going to do? Stop. They're going to be to the point where, mm, ain't need me saying nothing to her because she just ain't even listening. Or you just go, la, 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 la. And they be like, she is just completely ignoring me. Mm-hmm. And they be thinking to themselves, this person is crazy. Yep, right now I'm just going to my happy place. My place in God. I ain't studying you because you don't make a better difference to me. I'm not going to feel what man can do or say to me because I'm trusting and believing God. Amen? Amen. Let's look at Psalms 57 and 1. Be merciful unto me, O God. Be merciful unto me. For my soul trusteth in thee. Yea, in the shadow of thy wings will I make my refuge until these calamities be over mm. past. Mm. See, God, I'm going to trust you and I'm going to lay right in the crook of your arm. Hallelujah. For those that have been fortunate enough to be in love 
<laughs> you know how you're in the crook of that sweetie arm? And you just lay there, you're so comfortable. You're like, Lord, if I can lay here forever. That's the way it is with God. Amen. You lay in the crook of God's arm. And that anointing covers you. Hey! It covers you and it does nothing wrong nowhere. When that happens, there's nothing wrong in the world. Everything's all right. Amen? Amen. Amen. Nothing's wrong. Nothing's going wrong. Everything is all right. Mama's happy. Daddy's happy. The dog's been fed. The cat's been put out. Everybody's happy. <laughs> That's the way we need to get in God. We need to be happy. And realize that we don't have to worry about what man can do to us. Because man is just that, a mere man. Hey, that's right. A mere man. What is life? A vapor. And then it's gone. It's gone. I'm telling you, saints, this stuff is so trivial. We don't have to even be worried about the things that's happening in the world. We've got to put our trust and our faith in God. That's right. What about discouragement? Look at 2 Corinthians. 2 Corinthians. We're going to look at the fourth chapter, 2 Corinthians 4. I hope y'all doing all right, all right, because I'm doing all right. Mm -hmm. We're going to look at verses 8 through 10. Amen? Amen. We are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed. Always bearing about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our bodies. See, when Jesus went to the cross and took everything that he took, and he did it for us, that was done so that we could be just like he is, letting nothing bother us or worry us, but trusting and believing the Father. And using the word of God to get over everything that happens. When we're discouraged, we can look at this word. The word of God covers every situation or circumstance that you'll ever face in life. Everything. All you have to do is just go to it and find it. Mm -hmm. Just go in the book and find it. That's all you have to do. We don't have to be worried about anything that's happening in the world anything that man wants to do, that man is trying to put on mankind, anything that man is saying is right or wrong, we don't have to worry about it. Because God's word is here and he's saying that it's all going to be over before we realize it. Mm -hmm. Just trust him. Walk according to his precepts and his principles, his statutes. Do what is right. That's all God wants from us, to do what is right. To build up his kingdom and do what is right. Mm -hmm. Have the right thoughts. Have, have the right intent. No matter what comes our way, just do what is right. Love truth. Mm -hmm. Extend mercy. Help us. Realize that there's grace. Build up those that are around us. Mm -hmm. That's what God wants out of our lives. Mm -hmm. To be able to say to the dying man or woman, Christ is the way. You live in this world, but you're not of it. You weren't meant to be in this world. Mm -hmm. You were meant to be with the Heavenly Father. And let me show you and explain to you why. Amen. For God so loved the world. He read that tonight. And I'm a witness to that. That He gave. God gave 
You don't have to buy it, it's free. He gave. All you have to do is receive and accept it. And from right. that, begin right. to build up your kingdom. Build up what is going on that gets you to the Father. Amen. That's all you have to do. Amen? Amen. Let's look at Romans chapter 6. If I'm getting over my time, Pastor, nope. let me know. I'm glad to sit down. You good. I'm good, all right. My pastor says, good job. <laughs> Romans chapter 6, verses 4 and 5. Amen? Amen. Therefore we are buried with him by baptism unto death, that like, and, like as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we should also walk in newness of life. Christ, when he went down, he took on a new life when he arose. When we go down and put down this flesh, when we are buried with him, when we say, Lord, I surrender, I'm laying down, I'm putting out everything that's wrong. We come up in newness of life. Mm -hmm. We come up with a new attitude, a new mentality, a new mindset. Our spirits are renewed. Yes. Our spirits are renewed. The body's the same. Don't think just because you get born again that everything's going to be all right. You've got to work on this flesh. You've got to work on that mind. But the spirit is renewed. Amen. The Father renews your spirit because Christ paid the price to have that done. Mm -hmm. For if we have been planted together in the likeness of his death, we shall also be in the likeness in his resurrection. Who wouldn't serve God like that? Promises are there. All you got to do is just walk in and take them. Amen? Amen. Amen. What about troubles? Psalm 138 and See, we go through a whole lot of things that affect people, or they think that they affect people. These are some of the things that could affect me or you, but the Word has an answer for it. Amen? Amen. Amen. Psalms 138, verse 7. Though I walk in the midst of trouble, thou will revive me. Thou shalt stretch forth thine hand against the wrath of mine enemies. Amen. And thy right hand shall save me. How many of y'all know the right hand of God is the favorite hand of God? Amen. <laughs> and if you stretch up that right hand to pull you back, can't nobody grab you. Can't nobody pull you back. <laughs> can't nobody do a thing to you. We're in the palm of his hands and we cannot be plucked out. Amen. We have the favorite hand of God covering us, Amen. pulling us into his favor, pulling us into him. To let us know, come on, I got you. It's all right. You ain't yes. got to worry about that. Yes. You know how when your kids or somebody scares you or pulls you or pushes you or does something to you, and your parent like grabs you, come on, baby, it's all right. Mm -hmm. And you just stand and you say, you ain't got to worry about that, mama. Here, I dare you to say something to them. <laughs> Double dog man, mm -hmm. and you know mama mean that thing, mm -hmm. or daddy mean that thing, and you stand and you be like. Say it's not now. <laughs> That's the way God is about his children, his yes, people. Yes, he is. Yes. I got a witness. Pass me up. <laughs> when you know that you're in the master's hand. Hey, God got your back. Huh? When you know you're in the master's hand. Mm -hmm. When you know he's going to say, Thank hey, you. God. Thank Yo, Jesus. Hey, help us. When you know all you got to do is call. Call on the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. He's a strong tower. Yes. The will You ain't got to worry about it. It's there. Mm -hmm. It's there for you taking. 
Amen. 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 What about those that are afraid of being alone? <laughs> That's a big one. Psalm 139. We went through Old Testament and New Testament. You still can't say she just did the Old Testament. Oh, no, sir. We did Old and New. Amen. Psalm 139, verses 5 through 10. This is a long one. <laughs> Y'all ready? Amen. Thou hast beset me behind and before, and laid thine hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. God, when I think about what you do for me, it blows my mind. Amen. When I think about how people want to get me in the corner, just keep rope-a-doking me. Grab me by my neck, want to pull my clothes, want to say other things to me about me. And God said, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, unfair. Why y'all want to double back her? She ain't said nothing to y'all. Mm -hmm. And God turned them around and get them off of me. That type of knowledge is too wonderful for me. Because sometimes I deserve it. And I know. <laughs> I'm going to tell it like it is. Sometimes I deserve it. But God said, wait a minute. Vengeance is mine. I will repay. Get off of her. Hallelujah. And I'm like, Lord, thank you. Thank you, God, because I would rather be in your hands. That's right. Than the hands of yeah. mortal man. Amen. And y'all know it's too, it's too much to think about. And when you go to God and you talk to God about everything that happened, everything that went on, and you repent, and you get to snort and crying, and you be telling God all about it, and God said, wait a minute, uh-uh, ain't no time to cry now. You should have cried when you was doing what you was doing. And I'm like, yeah, Lord, you're right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, God, you're right. You're right. And you be sitting there, you be beating your little chest, heart beating all fast. And I'm like, God, just have mercy. And he has mercy. He'll have mercy. And he'll make your enemies leave you alone. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. That's too wonderful for me to think about. It's too wonderful for me to think about how God gave me a brand new hip after I had the other side fully replaced. And I confessed for a new hip. Amen. The doctor took the x-rays. He said, I don't understand it. Her other hip is perfect. Mr. Glasson, come look at this. What happened to this? My husband just stood there laughing. Both of us broke down laughing. A perfect hip. Wow. Perfect. That's what I said too. Wow. <laughs> a total hip replacement on the right. A total brand new one on the left. Perfect hip. Wow. Perfect hip. We went to a conference. Feelings put in our teeth. Feelings put in our teeth. And I was like, oh, my mouth looking at the mirror. Because my husband, he was driving, he was talking. I said, What's that in your mouth? What you eat? We're supposed to be fasting. What you eat? And I'm like, what's metallic in your mouth that you eat? He was like, I'm not eating nothing. Mouth shining like pure gold. God had put fillers in that man's mouth. Then I had to flip the mirror around, look at mine. Fillers in my mouth too. I'm like, my God, who couldn't serve a God like that? Amen. When I think about things like that, it's too much for me. It's too much for me. And if I wasn't saved and didn't believe in the miraculous of God, it would be too much. But I can testify of these things because it's true. And you know what? And I'm not saying this to anyone here to be offensive, but I don't care who does or does not believe me. I know what God did. I know what God does. And like old folks used to say, I'll tell it and tell it. And before I take it back, I'll add more to it. Because I can tell what God did for me. Amen. 
The word says that we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. Amen. And see, I'm going to overcome all that the enemy has tried to put on me. Amen. Hallelujah. All that has happened to this body because of disobedience and being hard-headed and ripping and running. I'm going to overcome all of this. Amen. And I'm going to overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of my testimony. Amen. I just thank God because it's the anointing that breaks the yoke of bondage. Come on. Amen. Come on. It's the anointing that breaks the yoke. Yes. How long have I been standing up here? Just stand. I knew the anointing would come. Amen. Praise God. Look at her. <laughs> <laughs> look at she look. <laughs> she look like, why are you following me? You're used to it by now. Yeah, God is just good. Amen. I just, I, God is just so good. Amen. And all we have to do is just allow him to be good, work on our behalf, move on our behalf. Ask for what you want. Amen. Ask for what you want. Did we finish that? No. no. Oh, what verse? Excuse Psalm me. I'm sorry. Verse 9? Um, no, verse 5. I'm working on that one. Okay. Such knowledge is too one for me. It is high. I cannot attain to it. Whether shall I go from that spirit, or whether shall I flee from that presence? If I ascend up to the heaven, thou art there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, thou art there. Mm -hmm. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there shall thy hand lead me, and thy right hand shall hold me. He'll never leave you alone. He'll never forsake you. He's saying to us, no matter where you go, what you do, if you want me there, I'm there with you. But you got to want me. Yes. You've got to want me. Amen. You've got to make a conscious decision every day to say, I'm with God. I want God. Amen. 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 We can't finish the race if we're afraid that we won't finish it. Let's look at Philippians 1 and verse 6. I know I might be talking a little bit, I get excited. I do apologize. Do apologize. <coughs> Amen. <coughs> Being confident of this very thing, that he which has begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. Amen. That tells you right there. He's going to allow you to finish your race. Amen. He's going to allow you to do whatever it is that you need to do. Thank you, God. We've all been called for a purpose. Yes. Hallelujah. And if we intend to finish that purpose and that race, we will be allowed to do it as long as we are working the way God tells us to work, as long as we are following the direction and the leadership of the Father. If we are afraid of not being cared for, 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse 4. <clears throat> So many times there are things that get to the point of making us feel like, well, God, I don't know about this, or I don't know about that, but guess what? We don't have to know. All we have to do is just trust and believe and look for it in God's Word. That's 1 Peter verse 5, I'm sorry, chapter 5, verse 9. Amen? Amen. Amen. I'm sorry, it's verse 4, excuse me, 1 Peter verse, chapter 5, verse 4, excuse me. And when the chief shepherd shall appear, and when the chief shepherd shall appear, 
you shall receive a crown of glory that fadeth not only. You're going to get a reward for what you've done. You're going to be able to say, God, I thank you. And look at verse 7. Casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. You don't have to worry about being cared for, because Christ cares for you. Whether you're up or you're down, he cares for you. Let's look at Mark chapter 4. We need to walk by faith because you can't walk by faith and fear at the same time. Mark chapter 4, 35 through 40. And the same day when the evening was come, he said unto them, Let us pass over to the other side. And when they had and when they had sent away the multitude, they took him even as he was in the ship. And there were also with him other little ships. And there arose a great storm of wind, and the waves beat into the ship, so that it was now full. And he was in the hinder part of the ship asleep on a pillow. And they awake him and said to him, Master, Carest thou not that we perish? And he arose and rebuked the wind and said unto the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. And he said unto them, Why are ye so fearful? How is it that ye have no faith? Now he had already given them a promise. Why couldn't they stand on them? Why couldn't they believe that? He was asleep. And you know what I thought about that thing? I thought to myself, I said, You know what? He said, we're going to the other side. That was his promise. So if he said that, and he back at sleep, if I was scared, I was going to do one or two things. I was going to crawl beside him, <laughs> get up underneath his arm, and go to sleep, feeling like if he's going to drown, I'm going to drown with him. That's right. <laughs> See? Because <laughs> I'm old school, and I'm OG. I'm a ride or die chick. Oh, oh, you sleep? Okay, I'll sleep with you. Play and sleep. You know how to go. You sleep, I'll sleep with you. You walk in the water, I'm riding your back. Play and sleep. That's the way it's going to go. I ain't got time for no other way. No, I ain't going to fall off. No, if I'm scared, and I done told you I'm scared, or I think I'm scared, everybody else scared, I know where to get the answer. You see, you can't walk in faith and fear at the same time. Right. And we've got to walk by faith. God hasn't called us to fear. Thank you, Father. Fear is a spirit. And the saints ain't got to be this kind of spirit around our back that God hasn't given them. Amen. God hasn't given us the spirit of fear, but what? Love. What? Power. What? Sound. Discipline. Mind. Right. And if you got fear and it's in your mind, you ain't got no discipline mind. Mm. You mind here, there, and everywhere. You talk about giving somebody a piece of your mind, you better hold on to it because you're going to need it. You're going to need that little piece you're talking about giving somebody. You might need it to be able to sit down and eat. Amen? Amen. You want to thank? You want to thank? We have to build up the kingdom in the natural and in the spirit. Spiritual as well. By obeying the word and by strengthening in the spirit the, the word and the weapons of God. 2 Corinthians 10, verse 3. We almost finished, y'all. Okay? Take your time. <laughs> pastor. Oh, Pastor. 
it's a blessing where you can just get joy out of the word of God. Because God is good. Amen. Yes, he is. Yes, and when you look at his promises, knowing that they are yea and amen, there is no variance. Hallelujah. Chapter 10, verse 3. Y'all ready? Mm -hmm. yeah. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. When you're warring about us, it's flesh but our own. So when we're in the kingdom, the flesh that we war is this flesh. We've got to tie our own flesh down. God didn't call us to fight nobody else. You're doing the fight, you fight yourself. God didn't call us to fight the non-believer. God didn't call us to fight the people that don't believe. God didn't call us to fight the Jehovah's Witnesses. He didn't call us to fight the Catholics. He didn't call us to fight the fake Jews. He didn't call us to fight Israel. He didn't call us to fight other denominations. He called us to fight the flesh. This flesh right here. He called us to build up the kingdom. To be a blessing and not a curse. He called us to come out and speak peace. He called us to shine and to be a light. He called us to build up the kingdom. God called us, and no matter where we go and whatever situation we find ourselves in, to speak peace. Help us, God. We've got to speak peace first to ourselves, and then we've got to speak peace to every situation we go into. Because if peace is there, then the presence of God will naturally follow. God is not in confusion. Mm. God's not in confusion. So if you walk into a room full of people, and everybody yelling, screaming, and hollering, jumping and hee-hawing, you've got to just go in and command peace within yourself. And once you do that, the peace of God will follow. People won't believe it, but it's the truth. Try it. Try it. You go into a room and it's a, a chaos. Just walk in and command peace. Just go into peace. It will start with you and then it will radiate through the room. Because that's what God has called us to. God can't work in a massive confusion. He wants to draw people in. People really want peace. They don't know how to get it. They don't even know why they want it. They know they need it and they should have it. Because that's the only way that you're going to be able to make anything of what is going on in your life. You've got to separate the peace from what's going the peace from the chaos so that you can build up what's in your life. So you can set aside what's wrong. If you can't set aside what's wrong, how are you going to be able to do anything right? You can't. You can't make anything with the old up. That's just like true story. Every year, when, before we knew anybody, we had Christmas trees. I would go back to work and my husband would be home. Every day. When we take the Christmas tree down, no dollar, I'll take care of it. Every single day God sent. When we take the Christmas tree down, no dollar, I'll get it. And I will come home by the third day. He has taken the Christmas tree down. He's standing, he's so proud, so just so nice. I said, oh, oh, I see you took the tree down. Yeah, I did. It's in the box. What's in the box? The tree, the lights, in a big ball. I will be so mad. I was like, um, sweetie, you didn't have to take the tree down. I told you I'd get it. Yeah, but I thought I'd do it for you. I said, okay. And I just pick up the box, throw it in the closet, and keep moving. One year, the very first day he asked me, want me to take the Christmas tree down? I said, no, that's okay. I picked up the, I plugged the tree, picked up the whole tree, and just pitched it in the front yard for the trash man to pick up. No more Christmas tree in my house. No more. Couldn't stand it no more. And I was just like, you know what? That lady had been right. 
but I had to have peace. And that's the way it is with our lives. You can't do anything if they all jumping up. You can't do it. You just can't do it. And he must have been relieved too because he didn't buy any more trees and didn't say anything about it. <laughs> <laughs> so he must have been relieved too. And he didn't say a word. He didn't go in the yard and get it. He didn't ask me why I did it. So I think he knew. So I'm like, okay, this is good. Am I lying? And I'm like, okay, God, this is good. This worked. But I'm saying that to say, you've got to make a conscious decision where you draw the line. What are you going to allow? Huh. Let's read verses 4 and 5. For the weapons of our warfare are not common, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God, and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Everything that happens to us that gets us to the point of doubt, it starts where? In the mind. In the mind. Mm -hmm. So if you can cast it down before it gets a foothold, it begins to start you've already won the battle. Because Satan can only work as what he puts in your mind. Fear starts in the mind. Confusion starts in the mind. Hatred starts in the mind. Hey. Backbiting starts in the mind. Unclean thoughts start in the mind. <clears throat> Hatred starts in the mind. That's why you've got to cast it down. Things that, is, things that tries to exalt itself against the knowledge of God, and there should be nothing, nothing, absolutely nothing in our lives that is above the knowledge of God. Amen. Nothing. God wants us to have him on the throne of our hearts and our minds. He wants us to realize that he's God and he changes not. If we do things his way, it would be so peaceful. We would be so far along. Amen. We would be so much further in life than what we are if we would just put our imaginations in the Word of God. Right. Imaginations using God's Word. And what type of imagination? Imagination that, you know what, I'm in the kingdom and I see the angels of God walking back and forth bringing me everything that I'm praying for. Hallelujah. I hear God telling me, well done. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I hear God telling me, you know what? I'm so glad that you didn't eat the extra piece of cake. You're <laughs> such a good girl. <laughs> I hear God telling me, I'm so glad you didn't do all that shopping this week. Oh, you're a good girl. I hear God telling me, I'm so glad you didn't be mean to Carl because she loves you so much. She tried to take care of you. I hear God telling me, you know what? I'm so proud of you that you let people know you love them. And that you care for them and that you don't mind sharing what you have. I'm so glad that I can trust you with my word. Hallelujah. I can trust you to be good to people. I can trust you to show love because I love you. I'm so glad that you don't mind being my servant. Hallelujah. Amen. See, that's the type of stuff we need to imagine. Yes. That's the type of stuff we need to have going through our minds. Hallelujah. That's the type of stuff we need to tell God about. Yes. And when the enemy brings a bad thought, we've got to tell him, Satan, get behind me. Because I'm covered in the blood. That's right. And the blood never fails. The blood never fails. Well, we're going to sum it all up. I know I've been up here a long time. 
and I do apologize to those that feel like, you know, well, why don't she sit down? But I better do this. One last scripture, and then we're done. First John chapter 4. First John chapter 4. And I just thank pastors, Wakefall, for giving me an opportunity to stand up here and to just discuss the love of God because it's been a good thing for me. Amen. First John chapter 4. And this is the sum of it all. It's suffering. <clears throat> We're going to look at verses 18 and 19. Amen? Amen. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear, because fear has torment. Mm -hmm. He that feareth is not made perfect in love. Amen. We love him because he first loved us. Thank you. Amen. 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 Thank you, God. God bless you all. Amen. Amen.